You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. So just moving on A takeaway here is that few things matter more with money Than understanding your own time horizon And not being persuaded by the actions and behaviour Of people playing different games than you are Which is essentially what we've just been discussing It's on page 173 Before I move on to the next chapter Is there anything else that you want to add Or any notes that you want to discuss? Um, no, I will probably I might even add this in my In my book review in some way shape before But I guess um like the subject of this um of this chapter is you and me and i think it's important that people actually look at their own personal situation and start making choices of their own rather than being influenced by no sorry there's nothing wrong with being influenced actually or I'm, i guess i'm more say following others you know because i think influence is a good th- it can be a good thing mm. i'm talking about following people making decisions or financial decisions based on someone else's budget Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't buy the same things Warren Buffett can buy, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So I need to kind of like cut my cl- cut my cut my cloth accordingly. But then you say that, yeah. But like, if you followed Warren Buffett's strategy, but on a smaller scale, you still would be, it'd still be up essentially, really. Yeah, no, I think I understand, I guess, what you're saying. But um, like, I think it, even, it might even talk about this in this book. Oh, so we're talking about oh, exit strategies will be a good idea. So like Buffett's exit strategy on a stock will be completely, could be completely different to mine. So we can be talking about the same stock, mm. all right? But due to strategies and finances in regards to what we have and what we can afford to play with. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, of course. my yeah, exit yeah. strategy will be completely different to yours. Yeah, so no we doubt. can be talking about one thing, but Bless have... You. Completely different. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good factor. No, definitely, definitely, I agree with that. All right, so the next chapter, seventeen, the seduction of pessimism. Optimism is the best bet for most people. For most people, yeah. because the world tends to get better for for most people most of the time. Mm. But pessimism holds a special place in our hearts. Do you know when you write the notes and it does its own thing? That's what's happened there. Anyway. But pessimism holds a special place in our hearts. Pessimism isn't just more isn't just more common than optimism. It also sounds smarter. It's intellectually captivating and it's paid more attention than optimism, which is often viewed as oblivious to risk. And that's on page 177. Optimism or pessimism? Pick one. What are you and why? Oh, I know I'm optimistic. I mean, why? Sorry. Um... Because it'd be a very dark place. Right? <laughs> Go on. Yeah, but no, honestly, I can't imagine if I if I wasn't if I was if I wasn't optimistic, mm. I don't know where I'd be. I'd be in a very dark hole. I'd be sitting in a ditch somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I was gonna say that's honestly, yeah. Because shit, I mean, honestly, shit. In fact, I don't even swear often here. But I mean, like. We, we spoke about buying down on a gum shield and having to work through pain and all that type of stuff. We spoke about where we were mentally before going into the podcast, how we feel now, all that type of stuff. Now, forget even us as individuals. I guess there might be people sitting and thinking, whether they're in their cars or at home, however they're listening to the podcast, thinking, 
oh, where am I? And then you kind of gauge, you know what, I'm not necessarily in a great place. Um, but I'm sure within whatever they got going on, there's a bit of optimism. Now, if you wasn't optimistic, I'm sure your level of mental health, if it wasn't, sorry, if it's a five, if there wasn't a level of optimism, it'll be a three. And that's not, of course, you can be at a three, but that's not a great place to be. Sorry, that's not a great place to live. You said something. This is the only point that I'm going to, I not only point, but this is the point I'm going to start with. You said... Um, you have to have a level of optimism because I think the nature of my day-to-day um, role, I have to be, I have to have an element of pessimism. And the reason I do is because, the, and you mentioned it, French, on mm-hmm. your last word you said, I think, pessimism um, almost goes hand in hand with identifying risk. Because mm-hmm. when you're pessimistic, you're thinking of things that can go wrong mm-hmm. or you're thinking of the downsides. Mm-hmm. And in the role I in the in my day to day work, I have to factor in what could go wrong and how I can prevent something from going wrong. And and if I take away so that's that's work. But even I if I take away if I put that into my in just my life outside work, me and my me and my other half are looking for a, a, a bigger place. Yeah, mm-hmm. she might find something, and she's super optimistic. Yeah, she might find something. See, this is the thing. I'm optimistic we will find somewhere, but eventually but the pessimism in me knows or identifies what possibly is wrong with somewhere we may we may identify somewhere to live well such as i'll look through pictures or the area um and look at things that need to be done and how much that might cost or i'll look at the fact that we can possibly afford a mortgage but because of the deposit so low, how much is this going to cost to repay that mortgage? And what if we need emergency funds that we don't have access? I'm thinking about that, but I think you have to. I think there has to be a balance. I think optimism is good for you to get through life because you have to have something to look forward to or see brighter, the brighter day or the brighter, or the, the chance of or opportunity of things going well and right and everything running to plan. You have to have an element or if it's not you, have someone around you who's going to identify the possible. And it's, sometimes it is jarring to hear someone who always sees the bad side or, or always comes up with something. They just can't. Some people might say, oh, you can never be happy for me. You can't say. If someone's more practical, not even more practical, but can see the possible um pitfalls or pitfalls that's that's it's almost a skill in itself and it, it might be a, a person who you know lives their life in despair or or kind of or kind of always thinks the negative you actually need that element to you or around you because if you can only if you've got tunnel vision and can't see what might come at you you could set yourself up especially in like if you're making big financial investments or long-term emotional investments you have to what you have to be in a situation where you can weigh up pros and cons and the cons and sometimes as i said risk can, being a pessimistic person is almost someone i can identify the pitfalls or risks mm-hmm. so for me i think yes there's a level of i have there's i have an optimistic outlook in the grand scheme of things but maybe in the short term um or short term or just anything i that i might identify as as anything actually I, I always will try and I, I will always try and identify possible risks what to look out for and p- people might call that a pessimistic, pessimistic nature but you have to have that element this book we've gone through some chapters and in one of the chapters the book spoke about um, it didn't use optimism it used pes- pessimistic optimism but it spoke about something to do with um, 
I can't remember now, but I'm sh- it's, I'm sure it spoke about some, something to do with like um, a simple life and stuff like that, and just something like not living like you outside your means, something like that. And it's just like and with that having like almost knowing what you need and knowing what you might what 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 could go wrong. It spoke about something to do with knowing what that, that always. It spoke about so you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even at that point. <laughs> Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I, I have, a, I do definitely have that level of pessimisms about me, mm. but I think it is important. I don't see it as a negative because I because I know that I can always, I can also be optimistic with situations as well. But I will always try and identify things that might possibly, what might go wrong will go wrong. Doesn't it say that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. So I always identify that as well. Mm. Little things like breakdown. I spoke about this before, but breakdown cover for a car. Mm-hmm. Like I bought it for a year last year, up for renewal. Didn't need it. But that piece of that 90 pounds, 100 pounds, that peace of mind, what it brings, it is worth that. Because guess what? If I didn't have it and shit hit, does hit the fan, I'm way out somewhere. That is going to stress me out way more and cost me more than that 100 pounds that actually never needed that resource. But I'd rather have that. Because I, but the pessimism in me, the pessimistic side of me said, what if the car breaks down? I'm in, I'm in sorry. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's about having that element in your DNA and weighing up whether, you know, weighing it up, the optim- optimistic side against what might go wrong. Yeah, I don't think there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Um, the author's quite compelling in terms of how he presents pessimism as being the way he looks at things. Yeah. And I get it. I think from my, my personal um, viewpoint on life is to be optimistic, but yeah. at the same time, again, I'm very aware... And he goes on, I'll, I'll read the next part, and he makes the point that um, that not, doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory and everything's going to go to according to plan. Of course, this is the reason why we have uh, certain things in place like insurances, whether it's liability insurance, whether it's, as you said, breakdown insurance, whether it's um, injury, wherever it is, you name it, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you have these things in place because you never know. So you, you definitely need to have some kind of pessimistic um, awareness about you. But me being, I guess, an entrepreneur, my mind is set to being optimistic and like be willing to, to go for it and, and try whatever it may be. And um, yeah, that's that's probably my, my reason as to why I'm... I'm optimistic in most things I try or look forward to, but at the same time, that's that's there's I'm probably more more of a balanced side of things because I'm very pessimistic when it comes to just being realistic. Like, okay, let's be realistic though. Like, I can I can think that's going to be good, and I think mm. yeah, I would like for it to go well, but at the same time, the reality is X, Y, and Z, and this could happen. That's that could happen and if I look at this example then the outlook isn't always going to be as good as it may may seem in your mind mentally so mm-hmm. so I was going to add and I'll hopefully do this very quickly so as Mason was speaking I thought to myself um, pessimism for me probably well I just thought pessimism kind of humbles you just a little bit um, and I guess like uh, or certainly my my take on, on pessimism pessimism anyway I know there can be evil eye and pessimism but I mean like I would say it humbles you but also um, I guess my pessimism comes from experience in that as we're talking about 
crypto and me spending money on crypto rather than like on my rent for the car and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So through my experience of buying crypto and then not paying the rent for my car or having to pay a bit later, um, I now know, okay, crypto is not that, doesn't have that bounce effect, which people were talking about at the time. Oh, you put X amount in crypto and then 24 hours later, you <laughs> So those- You're buying a four bed mansion. Yeah, so those things, I mean, you're gonna find anomalies of those type of stuff where people held on for a long period of time, but you're not gonna find, in fact, there are out there where you make your money back straight away, mm. but the, the effect I was looking for wasn't quite there. And then I know I'm very optimistic um, and I don't want to go too much into what I said previously, but I thought of the example or thing Jay-Z said in, um, I think it was Crown, the record where he said, my uncle said, um, uh, I never, I'll never sell, um, ah, my uncle said I never sell a million records. I saw a million records a million times or something along those lines anyway. And he goes on to talk about in an interview um, because that lyric and where it was placed in a song might have come across one way, I'm not too sure, but he explains it, but he's explained in an interview where like my uncle probably didn't mean that and want that for me. But however, through his own experiences and looking at me, a younger man, he, he was like- his own limitations yeah, on him. Yeah, in fact, yeah. that's exactly what he said. You know mm. what I'm saying? Put his own limitations on him. Um, so yeah, I guess that's what I kind of wanted to say. All right, so going to, to the point that I was referring to, uh, the author goes on to say, real optimists don't believe that everything will be great. That's complacency. Optimism is a belief that the odds of a good outcome are in your favour over time, even when there will be setbacks along the way. That's on page 177. An example of pessimism, if a smart person tells me that, you, that they... that If a smart person tells me that they have a stock pit that's going to rise tenfold in the next year, I will immediately write them off as full of nonsense. If someone who's full of nonsense tells me that a stock I own is about to collapse because it's an accounting fraud... I will clear my calendar and listen to their every word. In relation to money, relates to the point, in, to, in relation to money, so yeah, in relation to money, relates to the point made by um, Daniel Kahneman, which is a book that we read previously in mm. the previous season. Yeah, that's right. He goes on to say that organism, organisms, organism, organisms, that treat, that treat threats as more urgent than opportunities have a better chance to survive and reproduce. Money is ubiquitous, so something bad happening tends to affect everyone and captures everyone's attention. That's on page 181. I guess you kind of answered it, but I was going to say, in regards to your your viewpoint on money, is it optimistic or pessimistic? When you're saying what... Give me, when you say money, spending it, saving it, what, like, yeah, it. just 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 money in general. Yeah, pes I'm more of a definitely pessimistic, more of a save for a hurricane rather than a rainy day, mm. that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Like questioning if why did I? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, not free flow. Put it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of gathered that because yeah. of. I guess that goes back to the last the previous question when I asked about being frivolous or frugal yeah so yeah that makes sense what about yourself <clears throat> um I, 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 sorry i think it's the balance of the two but i think where my mind has moved is we're talking about a period of time and i think we're in a period of time where um again i don't want to repeat those things so there's a war petrol prices are through the roof um manners on the floor oh you know what i mean all that type of stuff so i mm. didn't need to mention the manners but um <laughs> 
basically the price of living has become a bit more expensive. Um, and in That's so, good. yeah, well, there you go. So, and in, and in so, I think there is a level of optimism, sorry, pessimi- pessimism mm. that creeps into your, your body language and the things you say and the things yeah. you do and stuff like that. So right now, I think there's a lot of pessimism as to like, the moment I, you went to a supermarket, I was like, fuck, where's this going to go? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you just walk out your door. You know what I mean? Where's this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yeah, I said, like, literally the past three days, before I even stepped to my car to do any work, I spent like 50 pounds. And we're talking about things that have no real value to me. You know what I'm saying? And more often than not, when I'm spending money, well, I like to believe when I'm spending money is on, there's, there's value added. Mm. What is value there that makes any sense? Um, so, yeah, no. No. Oh, sorry, no, no, there's a balance, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. All right, so stocks rising 1% might be briefly mentioned in the evening news, but will 1% be reported in bold, all ca- caps letters, usually resting in blood red? Their symmetry is hard to avoid. Question, do you think we, as a society, find it easier and more comfortable to talk about being the loser than the winning? So, i.e. betting on stocks or yourself, because being able to achieve the loss is more achievable. I think that's interesting um, because um, I've been speaking or thinking about this maybe a lot more often and thinking about myself. So I think when you're reading trading books and stuff like that, it talks more often about like, okay, so if if everyone one day trades on a platform, just say FX Pro, mm-hmm. like where's the money coming from? Because these are the things I used to think about. Mm. And then I'd kind of remove the thought from my mind and just continue trading. Mm. But it has to be winners and losers. And I guess if you understand trading, I could be wrong, but only really 10% or no more more than 30% of traders, and that's a high number because I know it's not 30%, Mm. win their trades. There's a very, very small amount of traders who are winning their trades and the rest are losers. And guess what? That's where the money's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think the point I wanted to take from that was I guess the reason why people speak of losing more often than winning is because there are more losers out here. Or there's a lot of, sorry, I don't want to sound negative and no, no, but there are a lot of people who are losing out here. So that is probably the reason why it's a topical conversation. Mm. And that's probably the reason why, in some way, shape or form, we build up people to break them down. So <laughs> you have that one person, almost like crabbing a ba- um, barrel effect, mm. that one person who creeps out the barrel, who's winning, and the moment we're able to grab them and pull them down, bam, we pull them to the bottom. Mm. Oh, great point. Mm. Great point. And also, in fact, there was even a point I was reading, I found it interesting at the time, because I know you've been saying one or two bits and pieces, and I think maybe I might have broken down bits from here and there. I think it's easier to create a narrative around pessimism, which we all know, um, because negative news is oh, fresher. Um, but it also mentions, um, because it's a single... Um, I think I think what I was trying to say is, um, well, I, I say single points of failure. Um, as in, I think... I think the point I'm making is like more often than not, I think a successful person is going to have a long line and trail of failures. You know what I'm saying? But they're in there. They're going to be single points of successes, which people tend to forget. And more often than not with those who are breakout stars. Do you mean that they forget about the losses rather than yeah. the wins? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's something in there I'm trying to say anyway. So it says something about single points of this and that and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And I think people forget them. Was you going to add to that, Mace? No, I was just going to say it's a good point, Pox. Your point was Cheers. good. Yeah, and I didn't have much to add. Cool. 
on Jan. Is there more that you wanted to add? No, nah, no, nah, I was thinking cool. bacon in there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's still on January the fifth, like eighteen eighty nine. The Detroit, Detroit. Wow, having a mare. The Detroit Free Press pushed back against the long held dream that man could one day fly like a bird. Airplanes, the paper wrote, appear impossible. And that's on page one eight four. Shout out to the right brothers. <laughs> Growth is driven by compounding, which always takes time. Destruction is driven by single points of failure, which can happen in seconds, and loss of confidence, which can happen in an instant. And that's on 186. If money was off the table, would you still have a daily purpose? Hmm. Yeah, because I don't think... <clears throat> yeah, I don't think my goals are driven by money. I think, yeah, yeah, I don't think my goals are driven by money. I think they're driven by... I don't say pur- yeah. Um, purpose is not the word I'm looking for, but they're driven by what is my purpose. I don't even want to use the word destiny. It's a bit tad corny, but yeah, it's driven by that. But I do know money will come with that if I do it correctly, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important to be quite detailed with some of the things you're doing and 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 try not to walk in the dark. You know, once upon a time, and I've mentioned on this podcast where I used to almost scoff at the idea of being homeless. No, no. That, well, yeah, well, I know I mentioned that a few times. <laughs> I was going to talk about scoff at the idea of being organised, but mm. that's not... I don't think I was scoffing at being organised, but something of that nature. And now being organised for me reaps rewards, mm-hmm. you know, and it's almost hard to... It's mad because, you know, I was telling myself the other day as to... I was driving and I was thinking, like, there's been pros and cons to being a bit more detailed or sharp and organised or a bit more square, um, as or rigid, sorry. Mm. In that it, it, it reaps rewards, but it makes you become a bit more robotic mm-hmm. um, in your behaviours, and some of them are quite predictable. And um, whereas, you know, like when I was travelling, or you know, in backpacking, um, there was a freedom about yeah, I was going to do it, but I didn't. I was going to do it, but I didn't. God. There was a bit. There's. Um, Have you ever been travelling? <laughs> <laughs> You're just ruining it. Um, Look at my lips. You're ruining it. Um, yeah, there was a freedom about me, which I miss, you know, or I've had at, at points in my life. But in reading self-help books and things of that nature, there's been, I've become a bit more rigid in the way I do things, if that makes any sense. And I, and I think ultimately it's because I don't have enough time, which we've been talking about, you know, mm-hmm. barely have an hour in a day to sort my own life out, let alone have a bit of free time to enjoy myself. Mm. Um yeah, I hope I've answered the question. Yeah, what about you, Mesh? Yeah, um, take away, yeah, take away the money. Yeah, I could, I, I would definitely, I would definitely have a purpose. I could definitely, yeah. Um, I'm not, as I said, in this world, and I said it before, but money gives you options, can get you freedom eventually if you, if you make or sustain or maybe, or able to, yeah, able to make or 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 sustain a regular enough of a regular amount to to bat off tax man and bills and all the rest of it, and then still have enough to be able to do the things you want to do in everyday life. So that's kind of that's the driving force day to day. Yes, but take it away without the without the need for money. Then yeah, I could still I would I could and would still have a purpose mm-hmm. to serve. Definitely. So I even wanted to add to that. So like, if you read. <clears throat> most biographies in some way, shape or form, mm. um, you would find, I mean, at the end, there's there's them in some way, shape or form walking off into the sunset. 
But at the time, and certainly in reference to myself and someone who's right wrote a book or writing a book, the in between is quite ugly, you know. Or I, maybe I'm um, like indulging. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But the the, the 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 that process or the in between is is not really nice, you know. I can't say I've enjoyed the, some of the processes in driving and 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 being a minicab driver or being an Uber driver. Let me just say the word an Uber driver in some way, shape, or form. But in hindsight. You know, it has been great. At the very end of that, of that process, it's been it's been fantastic. It's almost been there's been a relief in some shape. I was like, oh, this is what I learned. This is what I did. So on and so forth. And I think guess I guess that is the reason why they talk about enjoying the process. Because if you don't enjoy the process, then you know you're chasing this. You're, ch- you're almost chasing your tail. Because once you've got the money, what are you going to do next? And I guess not even what I want to say is there are millions and millions of, no, sorry, billions of people out there chasing money and ultimately don't even get to that goal of making that money. So if your goal is chasing money, I mean, you know, you, you're going to be quite miserable because, well, the, the chances are you're going to be quite miserable because not many people get to that figure in some way, shape or form. And then there's those who get to that figure and it'd be loads of um, movie stars and footballers or who tell the story of, I had this money and I didn't even know what to do with it. Or I had this money and then I became depressed. Or those who win the lottery, I had I mean, loads of them stories. Of I, you know what I mean? I had this money and I blew it on some nonsense. Drugs, drinking, prostitutes. Yeah. Mm. Madness. Sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, it's, it's mad. You know, even last night, in fact, this, the, <laughs> this is the movie we were going to watch last night. I was talking about like watching a film with a few people. Mm-hmm. And literally, um, I sat there. It was The Wolf of Wall Street. In the beginning, yeah. um, like Leo and a few others, I sniffing co- uh, I was gonna say cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sniff, sniffing, co- like sniffing coke off girls' ass and all that type of yeah. stuff. I was thinking, in my mind, I was like, well, I didn't say that must be nice, but I mean, I guess <laughs> the point I'm making is, in fact, I don't even know the point I'm making. What I'm saying is, like, I can't even remember how that film ends. Mm. That's why I'm looking forward to watching it tonight. So I was like, yeah, I'm coming back. We're gonna watch this. <laughs> but I know it doesn't end nice. Mm. It can't end nice. And well, yeah, I just don't think it can end nice, you know. So the idea of having money or getting to that figure is short-lived. Mm. You know, it comes and goes. Um, yeah, it comes and goes, you know, and enjoy the process. And that goes for myself as well. Enjoy the process. Enjoy it. Enjoy your time whilst you're here. Speaking of the process, though, is it easier said than done? When, damn right. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, because... Um, Obviously, we speak regularly, so <laughs> you see the process, I see your process, and vice versa for all of us. So, yeah, there's some days like I can appreciate the process, but there's some days I'm like, fuck this process. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, fuck this damn process. Let me get to the end. But, no. Nah. <laughs> There's someone else who had a process as well. I think, they, I think they said fuck that shit too. Cause I, I ain't seen it since. <laughs> no, but no, it's a, it's a it's a cliched sentiment and a cliched statement. But the reality is that you have to enjoy the moments and the journey. And even when shit seems like it ain't going nowhere, you've got to appreciate it because once you get to that other side, you'll look back back and miss it. Like a few people. That um, that I've seen my journey or whatever, whatnot, and they said, "Oh, once you've got to the your office space and all that, you're gonna miss being out on the road and doing all the the day to day stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true, but I could be there right now, though." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, the rea- but the actual reality is, um, 
yeah, you do. You should. You should be enjoying the journey and the lessons that you're learning along the way. So that's a point. <coughs> point. Sorry, and just a quick analogy. And um, sometimes I don't know any. I don't say any. Yeah, there's been an odd time when people haven't understood my enjoyment in watching. In fact, rewatching cup finals. Mm. All right, why does he do that type of stuff? Like now, no, seriously. The reason why I watch cup finals is, and obviously I come from a background in working in football. Is you're seeing what you're seeing is the end process, the end, the end of what's taking place. Mm. So the celebrate, the goal going in in a cup final, the the release and the ecstasy of the player celebrating, the goal going in, whether it comes off his nose or whether he's volleyed it in, bicycle kick, etc., etc. You're seeing the celebration of nine months of hard, forget even nine months, which is a long time in some respect. In some cases, some people waiting their whole career for this for this one moment. Mm. And then there's the ecstasy of the, the final whistle going and understanding. So in fact, sorry, I even have an, an appreciation in being happy for another person that they've reached their um, their target or, or, or achieve something, a lifetime goal. Um, and that's probably sometimes the reason why I go back over old, old games and stuff like that. Anyway, it's just a weird thing I do. What's well, same weird? Cool. All right, bringing it back to uh, the point though, it is easier to create a narrative around pessimism because the story pieces tend to be fresher and more recent. Optimistic narratives require looking at a long stretch of history and developments, which people tend to forget and take more effort to piece together. Examples. Stock markets where a 40% decline that takes place in six months will draw congressional investigations, but 140% gain that takes place over six years can be can go virtually unnoticed. And in careers where reputation takes a lifetime to build and a single email to destroy, the short string of pessimism prevails while the powerful pull of optimism goes unnoticed. This underscores an an important point made previously in this book in investing you must identify the price of success validity and loss of amid the long backdrop of growth and be willing to pay for it and that's on 187 expecting things to be great means a best case scenario that feels flat that pessimism reduces expectations narrowing the gap between possible outcomes and outcomes you feel great about maybe that's why it's so seductive Expecting things to go bad is the best way to be pleasantly surprised when they're not, which ironically is something to be optimistic about. Has your opinion swayed on the pessimism now by any chance after going through that chapter? No, I just think like things like this book or reinforced the need for pessimism for me. Mm. No, I think they just highlight the need to be a bit attentive. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I can afford to be pessimistic. Pessim- in fact, sorry, I don't think it's in me like that anyway. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think... Yeah, I think it just highlights a number of things. Cool. What about yourself, Mace? Yeah, um, no. Hasn't changed my opinion. It's probably hardened it. Yours? <laughs> no, Mace. Okay. What about yours? Um, I wouldn't say it swayed it. I think that, as I said initially, he makes good points and makes compelling way of looking at it. But um, I'm naturally going to be optimistic, but I'm also aware of the pessimistic um, side of the the same coin. So not not to sit on the fence because I'm I'm definitely saying I'm more optimistic than pessimistic, but I'm very much aware of the the pessimistic viewpoints or the. Um, <coughs> 
yeah, the, the, I guess, yeah, the pessimistic way of looking at things as well needs to be identified and be aware of. Before I move on to the next section, next chapter, should I say, is there any notes or anything else you wanted to discuss on that? No, not really. Um, so just one thing, you mentioned the line already. Um, it's, <clears throat> and, I, and I note this in, I think, throughout the chapter, sorry, throughout the book, actually, you must understand, so you must understand and find the price of success and then pay it. Um, I, I, I guess that, I don't want to say that's my question really in fact yeah maybe that is my question do you understand yeah do you understand it do I understand what um, yeah maybe I didn't think I was clear enough um, <laughs> um, I guess have you found that thing have you understood it and what thing as in what the is price it, of success yeah yeah with the price of success for yourself and almost are you willing to pay it oh I've got I've got um because we're talking about processes and them being difficult. I've got two two things that I'm I'm willing to sacrifice, mm. and that is time and effort. Is there a, a tipping point though? What do you mean? Um, because okay, we're talking about like personally. We're, we're I guess I think you're forever going through things. I know there's mm. there's good times and bad times, but good times I'm referring to specifically, but. Yeah. Um, we're going through a time where it's quite testing, you know, or testing your resolve as to working and things of that nature. Yeah. And if this continued for just say however long, mm-hmm. like would it come to a point or could it come to a point you go, you know what, I think I'll knock this one on the head. Um or it's not worth it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. I like those prices. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess nah, that's it. It's um, I've made my bed with that regards, and I'm happy to go lay in it. So I'm willing to get <laughs> next the to time. his cornerstone boy. Not willing to sacrifice time and effort. <laughs> 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 time and effort. <laughs> nah, Are you self Mason? That's it. Yeah, I think. I, it, yeah, I think I do get to a point where I'm like. Fuck it, it's like I can't be bothered. I'd have to be near death's door. Or yeah, I'm not going that far. I'm not journeying that far, boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I just think if it's not this, then it'll be something else. Okay. If it's not what I'm doing now, it'll be something else. <coughs> if it's not this, it'll be something else. It's all right, no, that's fine. It's, it's all right. For the past minute or so, you've been distant. <laughs> you know, we heard that. It's <laughs> fine. Just, just want to clarify. If it's not this, it'll be something else. Nah, I'm joking. Um, nah, I, 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 I believe in my own source. I believe in self. I believe um, that I will get to where I want to get to. If I don't, then I'm gonna enjoy the journey whilst I'm on it. So that's that. I, I, yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no way. Of, I can't see it any other way. To be honest.